Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How was your week? I got sunburned. Driving in your car? Yeah. Through the, the sunroof. sunroof open. <laughs> yeah. Everything was fine. Like, didn't notice it during the day or anything. Um, I, like, went to go, like, scratch my shoulder, and I was like, oh, that kind of hurt. And before I took my shower, I had, like, taken my shirt off, and I looked, and I was like, oh, my God. It was ridiculous. How pasty are you? <laughs> I mean... <sighs> It's so bad. It's only April. It's going to be a long summer. It's going to be a long, long summer. Yes, yes, it, it really is. It really is. Crap. Look at how long my nails are. I was just noticing that while you were talking. I thought they were fake. No, these are my real nails. Why are they so long? I are you know. doing cocaine now? Isn't that a thing? Don't, yeah, I was about to say, don't they put it like on their pinkies and shove it yeah. up their noses? Um, No, I just, I haven't bitten Done anything? in a really long time. Yeah. They look so good, though. I know. You look very classy. You're classy, li- classy like none of these hoes. I'm so fancy. I'm so fancy. You're so sad. <laughs> you have no enthusiasm. It hurts my heart. I'm trying. I'm fighting through the cold. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hey, everybody that's listening. I wanted to warn everybody that I'm fighting a cold, so I'm sorry for the congestion. And if I snot into the microphone and if I cough, I'm going to try not to, but it will probably happen. Ew, don't snot in the microphone. Mm, It likes it. Okay, you ready? I am. Hey, guys, I'm Kelly. Oh, hold on. Start over. I'm ready. I'm ready now. What do you mean start over? I'm ready. I'm ready now. (laughs) I've said four words. (laughs) Why do I? Why couldn't you just say it? I could have cut it. I don't know. I'm so sorry. Uh, I need more cold medicine. (laughs) Oh god. All right, you ready? Really ready? Do you know your name? Yep. And cut. All right. Hey guys, I'm Kelly, and I'm Ashley, and welcome to a day with murder. today is from May 3rd, 2010. An excerpt from the One Love Foundation reads, When Yardley Love died, she was three weeks shy of graduating from the University of Virginia. She was her mother's pride and joy, her sister's best friend, and the heart and soul of the UVA lacrosse team. Her many friends say that to know her was to love her. Ironically, her life was ended by someone who claimed he did. On July 17th, 1987, in Baltimore, Maryland, is that supposed to be Sharon? Yep. Much okay. business. Well, I was just making sure, because some people have weird names. Sure. Sorry. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so how are you supposed to proofread? I did. Someone. Okay. On July 17th, 1987, in Baltimore, Maryland, Sharon and John Love welcomed their daughter, Yardley, into the world. She grew up playing lacrosse and field hockey. In 2003, Yardley's father passed away due to cancer. Following his death, she seemed to have more passion for lacrosse, which was a sport that her father had loved. While attending... How do you say it in American? <laughs> Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Notre Dame. <laughs> it's Notre Dame, right? I think that when we say it here, it's no- Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. I know, but I get so confused. <laughs> I got to lay off the cold medicine. Okay. While attending Notre Dame prep in 2006, she was an all-county lacrosse player. After high school, Yardley was accepted to the University of Virginia, where she majored in government and minored in Spanish. 
George Hughley V was born to Marta and George on September 1, 1987 in Washington, D.C. He also was an All-American lacrosse player and quarterback for his high school, Landon School, which is a private school for boys in Bethesda, Maryland. Yardley and George met as freshmen at University of Virginia. They began what would later be a tumultuous relationship. I was really surprised to see that they still had like private schools for like boys or private schools for girls or Oh yeah, they're all over. They are Do all you know, over. How much would that suck? Um I mean, I, I, pretty bad. Uh, this case freaks me out because we could have gone to college with yeah. these people. Yeah. Because we graduated in 2006 in Virginia. Yep. And UVA was on like the short list of schools we would have gone to. Yeah. So this one really is is hits close to home for me. His the place that he's in prison is in Powhatan. I know. Which is the next county over for me. Uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Apparently he's going to come directly for me when he gets out. <laughs> Probably not. You never know. So to give a little bit more background on George and his anger issues here, he was a very angry little human. Yeah, he really was. In 2007, George was charged with underage possession of alcohol. Then on November 14th, 2008, he was in a car with a group of friends when they were pulled over and it was a female officer. George threatened her and began spewing racist and sexual comments at her. So she ended up tasing him after struggling him with herself. So she began. He. Oh, my gosh. Do you need cool? Where are you? He began spewing racist and sexual comments at her. So she ended up tasing him after struggling with him for several minutes. Good for her. He deserved it. Right. Like, what's what's the point? He strikes me as being those one of those rich, white, privileged yep. Yep. douchebags who feels entitled. That's what he strikes me as. Yes. Um, he was convicted of drunk in public, but, of course, all they had to do was pay a $100 fine and serve 50 hours of community service, which is exactly, you know. Nothing. What you just said, yeah. George was supposed to report this arrest to his school, but he never did. And... So- and I want to say that his parents never reported it and the police never reported it. Somebody was supposed to report it to school. It was never reported to the school. Wow. Yeah. I hate him. Yep. Um, the rest of the lacrosse team knew about it, though. George told them about the incident, although he made himself out to be the victim of an aggressive officer. Of course he did. Of course he did. Then, on February 21st, 2009, George heard a rumor that a teammate of his kissed Yardley. He ends up attacking the guy while he's sleeping and busted his eye. First of all, you're going to go after the dude while he's asleep? That is such a douche move. I mean, really, really cowardly. That's way below just like a plain old sucker punch. Like, who does that? That is cowardly. And the teammate never pressed charges. I would have immediately, just because he's a dick. You know what I right? mean? Like, just well, it's probably one of those things that it, the, the rest of the team was saying, you oh, you don't need to do that. He, we need him on the team or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Then on February 27th, 2010, several witnesses saw George with his arms wrapped so tightly around Yardley's neck that he was choking her. They saw her struggle free and run out of her apartment, run out of his apartment. She ran to her apartment, and they only live like a few blocks away. She ran to her apartment that she shared with her friend, Caitlin Whiteley. Caitlin said she had never seen Yardley so panicked and upset. She said Yardley was hysterical. The next day, George wrote Yardley a letter. 
Y'all ready for this? Jeez. Okay. It said, Yarly, I cannot describe how sorry I am for what happened this past weekend. I'm horrified with the way I behaved and treated you. I'm scared to know that I can get that drunk to the point where I cannot control the way I behave or act. Also, I'm horrified to think that I was causing physical force to keep you in my room. I'm so sorry. And at the end, he said, I'm so sorry again and hope to talk with you when you feel you can. I assure you, though, that I will never act as I did Saturday night. I'm sorry again. Love, George. No. 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 And this is so common for abusers to do this to the people they're abusing, you know, to to be violent and then love bomb them. That's what did to me. Gaslighting. Gaslighter. So... Yeah, There's so that. it's it's super common and it it sucks. But then again, like being her age, because we were the you know mm-hmm. essentially the same age, it's you know like my mom was telling me that I shouldn't be with him, but I was like, oh well, you were saying it. Like everybody knew it, but me, and I'm like, but I love him and blah blah blah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get why why she believed and you believed him. Um, it just it's it sucks, you know. It just sucks. It really does. Despite that quote, sweet apology letter, (laughs) their relationship continued to deteriorate. There was a huge argument on April 27th, 2010 through email after George found out Yardley had sex with someone else. An email from George to Yardley said, this is so f***ed up on so many levels. I should have killed you. I'm still in utter disbelief at everything that has happened recently and how you handle this. So already he's promising that he's never going to behave that way. But here he is again. Yeah, so that was in February, and this is in April. Yeah. So, two months? Ugh, poor Yardley. So, a few days later, on May 2nd, 2010, George and his teammates were at their annual golf tournament. George began drinking that morning at 9.30 a.m. George's father took some of the guys out to dinner, but that had to be cut short because of how intoxicated George was. Um, I do also want to say at this dinner that apparently George and his father split a bottle of wine. So... Apparently, he wasn't that bothered by how intoxicated George was. Wow. Yeah. Um, one of the teammates, William Thompson, said, It just got to the point where we wanted to get out of there, out of the public. And George's roommate, Kevin Carroll, said George was drunk when he got back to their apartment around 1030 that night. Kevin and a friend of theirs, Kenneth, left the apartment around 1140 that night and were gone about 15 to 20 minutes when they returned. George was gone. So at the same night over at Caitlin and Yardley's apartment around 1050, Caitlin went out and left Yardley asleep in her room. Yardley never invited George over, but the front door to the apartment was left unlocked. So George had come over and come right into their apartment. He got to Yardley's bedroom door and realized that that was locked. So he kicked it open, which is weird to me. Why would you lock your bedroom door? I always lock my bed. Well, not when I'm at home because Riley needs to be able to get in. But like when I was at your house, I locked the door. When I go to my grandmother's house, I locked the door. Right. But when you're at your own house. Yeah, but she doesn't. I mean, if it was me. You know, you don't know if Caitlin's going to have somebody over that you don't know. You know, it's just a safety, like a little safety. <laughs> Apparently, never... she doesn't know if Caitlin's going to go out and leave the front door unlocked. <laughs> Not that this, I mean, it's Caitlin's house. She could do what she wants. I'm just saying, right. like, that was Yardley. Probably just a little like, okay, well, just this will make me feel safer. I'm just going to lock my door. I don't know. I've just, I've never locked my bedroom door. Really? It's weird. I lock my bedroom door all the time. I just go to sleep and hope for the best. Okay. Oh, well, that was. All right, then. Startling. So. Anna Lehman, who was the neighbor one floor below them, said that around 1150 that night, she heard a, quote, very, very 
loud sound. She said it sounded like slamming a trunk. That's how loud it was if you really slammed it. Then a few minutes later, Anna heard footsteps coming down the stairs and saw a man that she later identified as George walk away from the apartment building. Around 2.15 a.m., Caitlin returned home with a friend, Felipe Aldshorn. Sure. Get it, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin went to go check on Yarley and noticed that her bedroom door was busted open. Caitlin said Yarley was on her bed, quote, face down in her pillow, and her hair was all messed up. Like, it's so sad to think that, like, when she goes in there and she sees her and she's like, oh, but why is her hair so messed up like that? Like, that's... Like, that's the thing that you notice. You know what I mean? Right. Because you don't expect this anything worse than that. I just... I, and um, I don't know why, but that got to me. Oh, God. Okay. So she tried to awaken Yarley, but was unable to. She then saw the blood stains on the sheets and cuts to Yarley's face and that one of her eyes was severely damaged. She called out to Felipe and he called 911. The 911 operator gave CPR instructions to Felipe, but it didn't work. Police arrived a few minutes later and the ambulance is there by 2.26 a.m. First responders tried for 25 minutes to revive her, but she never showed any signs of life. That is so sad. I can't. I hope Caitlin got years and years of therapy. And Philippe, I hope he got years and years of therapy also. Because what an MVP. Right? Because he's just like, bro, like, I just wanted to bang it out for the night. Like, you know what I mean? I wonder if they even knew each other if he just, like, this was just a random hookup. Because he was an an MVP. And I can't just, oh. Can you imagine, like, if we were roommates and this is, I can't. Oh, my, I can't. No. Oh, my gosh. No. I, no. No, thank you. No, I'm good. And... So, like, I was going to do, like, a quick recap because I felt like I had a hard time writing this. So, that day, George had been drinking since 930. And he Uh gets home. He gets home. His friends see him. And George is, like, super wasted. His friends go out for, like, 15, 20 minutes. Come back. George is gone. And during that time, George had come to Yardley and Caitlin's apartment. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Okay. At around 12.15 a.m., George returned to his apartment a few blocks away. Kenneth said, now remember, Kenneth is one of the roommates. Kenneth said, I looked at him for a bit. I noticed there was a change in his demeanor, kind of a blank stare on his face. He asked George where he had been, and George said he had been drinking with another teammate. But Kenneth knew that was a lie, because he knew that the guy George said he was with was actually cramming for an exam that night. Kenneth said, quote, George, what's wrong with you? He looked at me and said nothing. He said that there was nothing wrong. I asked him. I continued to look at him and observe him. I asked him two more times. I said, George, what's wrong with you? Got no response. At 730 that morning, the, the police arrived and wanted to talk to George about Yardley. He did admit to going to her apartment because he was angry that she wouldn't communicate with him. Well, no, duh, dude, you threatened to kill her. Right? Oh, yeah, God. no, I'm good. I don't want to talk to you. He is just trash. <laughs> he also admitted to breaking down her bedroom door, but denied killing her. Yeah, I was angry enough to break down her bedroom door to get to her. But then after that, I I felt better. So I just left. Boys are so dumb. He also told police he had taken her laptop as, quote, collateral, but he threw it away in a dumpster. Okay. I still don't. um, I mean, I don't understand why he took the laptop, but I mean, teach their own, I guess. I also don't understand why he murdered her. But here we are. He's probably trying to hide their the part where Uh. he threatened to kill her. Yeah, and he's so dumb true. he doesn't realize it's saved. Doofus. Dummy. Doofus. <laughs> what a doofus. He's such a doofus. Later at the police station during another interview, George told 
them that Yardley had freaked out and became aggressive when he came into her bedroom. Okay, You're first of all, I'm about to You're say. You're busting down her bedroom door. <laughs> what do you want her to do? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, my bedroom door is never shut or locked, but I freak out and become aggressive when Ryan comes in my room. Like, well, you know what I mean? And we also know that this <laughs> isn't what happened because she was on her bed. Like, he busted in on her when she was sleeping. He's such a... Yeah. Oh. He's got Doofus. the tiniest... He's got the tiniest penis in the whole world. All right. So, he told them he had grabbed her and shook her a little bit. And then they started to, quote, wrestle on the floor of her bedroom. He said he then... Her nose started bleeding, so he got up and tossed her on the bed, then left the apartment. What? <laughs> I'm saying it again. He's an idiot. He's just dumb. Four years in college and didn't learn a freaking thing. All right. He was then arrested and charged with first-degree murder and robbery for the laptop. He hired two attorneys, Rhonda Quagliana and Francis Lawrence. After his bond hearing, Francis Lawrence said, because this case involves an active, ongoing investigation, any comment on the specific facts would be inappropriate at this time. Until more information becomes available, it is our hope that no conclusions will be drawn or judgments made about George or his case. However, we are confident that Miss Love's death was not intended, but an accident with a tragic outcome. In the meantime, George is withdrawing from the University of Virginia and remains in the custody of authorities. Grief has descended on this community as we attempt to understand what happened and why. Our thoughts and prayers are with those who grieve this terrible loss. I don't like him, though. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the trial began on February 6, 2012. George claimed Yardley died accidentally after she had been drinking all night. But neuropathologist Dr. Christine Fuller said there was no way Yardley died naturally. There were contusions on her brain, which means there has been blunt force trauma to the head. This kind of damage would have shut down her heart and lungs. Dr. Fuller said this kind of injury would be consistent with her head being banged against a wall. This is when George said that while he was there talking to Yardley, she repeatedly banged her own head against the wall. I'm sorry, what? I just, I can't, uh, I hate him. I just, I hate him. Like, I've never once done that, and I've done some weird shit. And to, like, she's, you killed her, dude. Can you not blame her? Right? I, it makes me so mad. And then when asked if he ever choked or punched her, George said, quote, I may have grabbed her a bit by the neck, but I never strangled her. We were wrestling. I pushed her onto the bed and left. Okay, grabbing her by the neck is still not okay. No. Like, that's the shit would do. Like, not enough to actually, like, hurt, like, hurt me. Uh-huh. But just enough to, like... Make you uncomfortable or, like, to yeah. show dominance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this case really got to me, by the way. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel a connection with her or something. I don't know. I think it's because we would have known her. We probably would have been friends with her because she was athletic <laughs> and we were <laughs> not. But, like, we would have we would have known her, I feel like. Yeah. The medical examiner, Bill Gormley, did testify that Yarley had a blood alcohol content level of 0.14, which is almost double the legal driving driving limit, but it's way less than the 0.40 minimum that is usually associated with alcohol-related fatalities. So 0.14 is not that bad for... And she was in her own bed, in her own home. Right, <laughs> right. There was also Adderall found in Yarley's system, but... She was prescribed that medication and she was well within normal range, you know, for that prescription. So she wasn't abusing it or anything like that. 
Gormley also said that there was bruising under Yardley's chin and abrasions on her cheek and inside her lip that could be consistent with smothering, but said it was not the cause of death. He said, quote, dissection of soft tissue under Love's neck showed hemorrhaging that suggests pressure of blunt force trauma, and that's how she died. Poor Yardley. Poor Yardley. After 60 witnesses and nine hours of jury deliberation, on February 22nd, 2012, George Hughley was found guilty of second-degree murder in grand larceny. The jury was able to see the 64-minute police interview with George. In it, he describes the argument and fight they had. During the part when the detective tells him that Yardley is dead, George acted in disbelief. Quote, because of the raw emotion seen in this tape, the jury was convinced that Love's murder was not premeditated. But the jury also said that, quote, pretty much every opportunity he had, he lied first. He was not telling the truth on several occasions. On August 30th, 2012, George was sentenced to 26 years in prison, 25 for second degree murder and one year for grand larceny. The judge actually reduced his sentence from 26 years to 23 years and he's scheduled to be released in 2030. He's currently being held at State Farm Enterprise Unit in Powhatan County, Virginia. 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> For essentially beating a girl to death. He's not even going to be 50 when he gets out. No. he still have a whole life. Yep. That's such garbage. He won't even... All right, so... Let's if he was... Let's say now. he was... Tw- let's see, 87. So, so he's he'll our be, age. Yeah. So he'll be, what, 40? 41? 43. He was born in 87, right? Yeah. He'll be 43 years old. That is that's old enough to have a family. Age, yeah. I was going to say, like, normal age where people are getting divorced and getting married for the second time. Yeah, he could have that's a whole life. He's going to get that. Yardley's and gone Yardley forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's gone forever, and he gets a whole life when he gets out. Yep. Rich, white, male privilege. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. Yeah. So... After Yardley's death, her family founded the One Love Foundation. It's an organization that empowers young people with the knowledge. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I read today? <laughs> my excuse is cold medicine. What's your excuse? I'm just dumb. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, don't talk about my friend that way. <laughs> After Yardley's death... Her family founded the One Love Foundation. It's an organization that empowers young people with the knowledge to identify and avoid abusive relationships. There's also the Yardley Reynolds Love Women's Lacrosse Endowed Scholarship, which was set up by the Virginia Lacrosse Alumni Network and the Virginia Athletics Foundation. It's awarded to a member of the women's lacrosse team yearly. Marta Murphy, George's mother, believes her son should have only been convicted of involuntarily manslaughter and called Yarley's death a, quote, drunken accident. It is not an accident that your son beat somebody to death. It's not an accident. And, well, go ahead and finish it, and I'll say my... She said, quote, every day, it's right here all the time. It doesn't leave you. This kind of sadness, and I can, ma- I can imagine for Sharon Love, it's even more so. I know there's nothing that compares to what the loves are suffering. I have only sorrow and pain for them. I don't have words to describe the loss of her life, and I'm so sad and sorry that Yardley's gone. He had absolutely no intent to hurt Yardley. Yardley was his best friend. Okay. This mother is an enabler in the worst way. Yeah. Because you are not This is why her son is the way he is. Well, plus, you know, he's a grown-up. He has to take responsibility for his own actions. But she needs to understand that if she's really sorry, then you let him serve out his sentence. It is already 20 years too short. Way too short. short. Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's just, I just, involuntary manslaughter, really? He was physically violent and abusive with her. And it was involuntary? Get out of here. It makes me so mad. And then she says she's sorry to the family, but also my son needs to come out now. Uh-uh. It doesn't work that way, ma'am. <sighs> Apparently she used to work as a um, part-time model for part-time model, if that tells you anything. I mean, I was going to be a model, so... Well, and he, and he's a, the fifth. Mm. <laughs> you start putting things together. Yeah. And he went to a private fifth. school. <laughs> mm. The fifth. Yeah. There we go. He was at the fifth. She married at the fourth. That she married at the fourth. <laughs> that was hard to say. <laughs> It's just they're all trash. Not the loves, but the 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 uh, Hughleys seem to be all trash. Just trash. All of them. Yeah. And apparently there's also currently a civil suit against George um, by Yardley's family that is Good. ongoing. Like if you go Google it, there's stuff popping up like 27 Good. minutes ago and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I can't remember if it was the first civil suit or because they, they started one and then they stopped that one and now they're doing another one. And I can't remember if they're doing one against the school or not it becomes hard when it they want to do it against the school um this one i can see a little bit the justification because the coach made comments that showed that he knew that george was drinking a lot oh so then yeah and then then there were other uh, members of the lacrosse team that had were having some issues with drugs somebody had got caught with drugs so he was talking to the team a lot about um drinking and drugs and stuff uh-huh but yeah i think they that the the coach made some comments that he knew that george was drinking a lot and like he's a grown-up technically he's old enough to drink but you also have a responsibility to the safety of the school and your team and like yeah you're supposed to be a role model to these kids yeah not just yeah. sweep that under the rug like yeah. they do so i hope that they uh get some money to do anything that can make it things easier for them it's not ever going to be better but Maybe it can make it easier. All right, you guys. So as we talked about in this episode, Yardley was kind of trapped in a abusive relationship with this douchebag. If you or someone you know is in any kind of violent situation, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Um, they'll offer support, resources, advice, just someone to listen. And that phone number is 1-800-799-SAFE. Or 1-800-799-7233. And just, just try, if you're if you're in that kind of situation, just, just do what you can to get out. Because it's just not going to, it's just not going to end well. It's not going to get any better. I it's promise. It's not going to get better. Just, just try and get yourself out. And just reach out if you need help. That was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. It brought up a lot. Yeah. Brought up oh. a lot of shit. That was a rough one. I'm not okay. <laughs> Can I have a happy ending now? Yes. Okay, so our birthday's today, May 3rd. In 1956, Nina Garcia was born. Did you ever watch Project Runway? No. Oh. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so, I'm so sorry. That's the most I've ever disappointed you in our friendship. Oh my god. The look on your face was terrible. (laughs) I am so sorry. You should be. She was the best. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they would make designs and they they tell the people when they made their designs, you don't want to piss off Nina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was a queen. Uh, or she is a queen. Anyways, it was her. it's her birthday today. And this one's just for you. I have no idea who this person is. 1977, Eric Church was born. <gasps> He's a good singer. Is he? Yes, I love him. I don't know what he 
amazing. He's pretty hot. I'd do him. Shocking. All right. And then in 1986, Pom, okay, I'm going to really struggle with her last name. Pom Clementiev was born and she played Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. Okay. Yes. So what's her nice. birthday today? Happy birthday, Mantis. I know. She's so cute. I think she's so adorable. That's one of her. Ryan's favorite characters. She's great. Like, because we always talk about, like, what superpowers we would um, we would want or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, he likes mantis. Mantises? Mantis? Ma- mantis? <laughs> She's one person, so it's mantises. Mantises? Not mantis. What? <laughs> those, those are boy underwear. Mantis. Like, panties. <laughs> I call Ryan's underwear panties, and he gets so mad. Oh, well. Then he shouldn't wear panties. <laughs> <laughs> I will let him know. <laughs> I mean, you wear what you want to wear. Just don't be offended when somebody calls you on it. Touche. Okay. <laughs> what else we got? All right. So our events today. On May 3rd, 1845, the first African-American lawyer, Ma- Macon B. Allen, was admitted to the bar in Massachusetts. And he later also became the first black person to hold a judicial post. Nice. I know. Macon B. Allen. 1845? 1845. That's really impressive. Right? Yeah, he had to stay in the North because none of the Southerners wanted a black lawyer. And also, a lot of the Northerners didn't want a black lawyer either. He had to struggle. But he did it. Good for him. So then in 2002, um, (laughs) I like this one. 2002, Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker premiered. Nice. (laughs) And it set off the whole era eventually (laughs) all right oh this is not a good happy ending i should have done this one it's this is just another one to make you mad all right so 2018 2018 2018 the academy of motion pictures arts and sciences what academy of motion picture arts and sciences members vote to expel biz cosby biz expel bill cosby and roman polanski wait 2018 roman polanski was was pled guilty to unlawful sex with a minor in 1977. Mm-hmm. Technically, he's 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 a fugitive from the law because he took off. He pled guilty to unlawful sex with a minor and to drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl in 1977. But he was like, no, nah, it's consensual. And then when he found out he was actually going to get jail time, he ran away to France. And he's still making movies. What the? He won an Oscar in 2002. <laughs> what the heck in the world? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. For the pianist. For the what now? Not the penis. The pianist. <laughs> One who plays a piano. Mm-hmm. And he's All technically right. and he couldn't come to the awards because he's technically a fugitive from the law in America. So hold on a second here. Okay. Why can't they they can't Because he's technically a French citizen. Mm-hmm. Oh, he found the loophole. <laughs> he found it. <laughs> Plus he's a rich white dude. Once again. Damn them and their loopholes. <laughs> And that's it for today. Sorry, I didn't mean to end on such a grumpy one. <laughs> but who caught your eye this week? Well, there's kind of a couple. Shocking, okay. One is David from Schitt's Creek. Because when I went out of town last week, I did not have Petey with me. And um, I needed something super comforting. So I watched Schitt's Creek a uh-huh. lot. And I just fell in love with David all over again. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> I mean, you know. And we went to um, our brunch thing yesterday. Uh-huh. And, yeah, uh-uh. Yeah. Who? Sunday, Yeah. right? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And uh, 
one of the license plates as we were walking by ryan pointed out it said "Ooh, david <laughs> i'm jealous <laughs> right That's it made me one. really happy and then uh while i was in north carolina i found the while i was there i found chipotle target and dunkin donuts so you know so you died and went to heaven yes and so i went to the dunkin donuts every morning right before work to get coffee uh-huh. and uh by like wednesday the lady knew my order uh-huh. Like when I pulled up, I'd be like, hey, good morning. And she's like, you want your coffee? And I'm like, yes, please. And she did it every day. I was uh-huh. like, you're the best. And then like Friday, because I left Friday, I got it. And I was like, this is my last one. I was like, I'll miss you, though. <laughs> like, thanks for getting my order right all the time. She made it really well. It's hard to find good iced coffee sometimes. It really is. You know? Yes. And also, my third... <sighs> My third and final, I watched this documentary on Hulu called Captive Audience, I -hmm. believe. Okay. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Okay. So, spoiler alert. um, Wait, is this, wait, is it about the boy who got kidnapped? Yes. Okay. That's all I know. Okay. Well, maybe I don't want to say then. I'll look up spoilers anyway. Okay. So, long story short, he gets kidnapped right when he's seven. Mm -hmm. Um, This guy is pretends like he's his own kid and like molest him and, and stuff oh, like that yeah yeah and when he was 14 his kidnapper i can't remember the guy's name his kidnapper brought home like a five-year-old boy oh and so steven who was the he was 14 now uh-huh. was like uh this isn't happening to this uh-huh. kid so he grabs the kid and they escape oh good for him right so he was going to like endure it for the rest of his life. But as soon as. Yeah. He, good for him. Right. Brought like somebody else. He was like, yeah, no, this isn't. We're not doing this. Uh huh. So he's 14. He comes back home. He's been gone for seven years. He's got a brother that's three years older. So his brother's 17. Uh-huh. When he gets back home, he has a like hard time, um, like drinking and drugs, like uh-huh. typical course. stuff that you would yes. expect, you know, to happen. Um, but then he meets this uh, girl uh, they get married. They have two kids. Like, they settle down. Um, he's going to school to be a police officer. Like, just doing all these great things. Dies in a car accident. Oh. And when he's, like, 30, uh-huh. like, 35 or something. So, this mother, right, has her seven-year-old son taken away. Uh-huh. He comes back. She has him for a few more years. He's gone again, right? Then, his older brother kills four women. Uh-huh. Hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His brother becomes a serial killer. I don't know what to do with this situation. So I wanted to add that one, Stephen was amazing for being 14 years uh-huh. old and saving a child, which uh-huh. is phenomenal. And to live that kind of life and then die that way at such a young age, it's terrible. Uh-huh. And then this mother loses her kid, gets him back. Twice. <laughs> right? Then he dies. So she lost him again. Mm -hmm. Then her other son becomes a serial killer. And I'm just like, this woman has got, like, she is just, it's just been bad from day one. What do you do? Bruh, I don't know. Oh my gosh. I felt for her. And I'm saying, I'm saying all this now. And let me just clear this up that I say this, but there's something giving me that tingly feeling that there's something not right with her. Okay. Like, or she had, I don't know if she was abusive. I don't know. I have just get a tingly feeling that okay. there's something there. But either way, like, there's just, That's just from that. that from that documentary, I was just like, bro, like, this woman, 
yeah i i uh -uh. nope (laughs) nope that's a lot nope two of your like come on no thank you and this family is like like just that family is like what the what the heck in the world dude like to cancel my subscription thank you you know (laughs) yeah oh but you i highly recommend that documentary because it's on my list i just i was watching it i got to like the final episode and i'm like i'm sorry what now (laughs) who did what (laughs) did i switch to a different show what is it it was crazy (laughs) that's a ride for sure so who caught your eye so sarah and i went and saw hamilton on thursday yay how was it it was incredible so we had edred utomi i think is his name played hamilton he's the normally the guy who plays hamilton he was amazing as hamilton the eliza was the different eliza she was fantastic like they were all amazing oh and when sarah and i were leaving (laughs) we were standing at the crosswalk fixing a crossover to the the parking Mm -hmm. garage and all of a sudden i turned behind me and i went and grabbed sarah's arm i went (gasps) there's mulligan madison he's walking out of the building right now (laughs) no uh no it was so exciting so then me bit me he sort of walked sort of behind me and i just went you were so good. <laughs> oh my God. Did he say anything? He goes, Oh, thank you. And like, just keep walking. And like, kind of live. Like, oh, thank you. I don't think he thought anybody would recognize it because he was like in normal clothes with his hood up. And I was just like, oh, You were so good. <laughs> oh my God. It was so exciting. And Sarah, I grabbed Sarah and I went, Look. She goes, What? <laughs> Look at Madison just walking down the street. What do you mean, what? <laughs> Have you not been paying attention? he's there there he is oh my god that's so exciting he wrote the bill of rights anyways (laughs) that happened anyway so then on saturday riley and i went and saw like a local production of in the heights in roanoke um at the mill mountain theater and i was not expecting much it was incredible really i could not believe how good it was it was it was amazing how good it was. The guy who played Usnavi, which is the main character of In the Heights, was like his rapping skills were on point. He was he felt like Usnavi. I don't you've never seen In the Heights, have you? Uh uh-uh. okay. Usnavi's supposed to be sort of this kind of awkward. He's got this crush on this girl, like the Nina. He's Nina. You get all your coffee, and you noticed you get all your coffee for free. Yeah, yeah. He's got a crush on Nina, but he can't tell her because he's so awkward, and. Um, anyways, it was just like, it had so much heart and soul and it was, it just, I just, I loved it so much. It was so good. And the woman who played the character of Nina, she has this really beautiful song. And once again, it's sung by Manny Gonzalez and her boyfriend in the show is, is played by, in the original cast recording, which is what I'd know it from, it's Chris Jackson. Really amazing. And she could have been on Broadway. Wow. She was amazingly good. Like, was this just like a community theater kind of thing? I honestly don't know. Because I looked at one of the guy's Twitters and he was like, I'm I'm flying in to work in the Mill Mountain Theater production of In the Heights. So I don't know where they got the actors from. I don't think they were local. Hmm. But I don't know. But it was really incredible. So guys, go see your local theater because it could be really awesome. Yeah, because I texted you to ask you about it, and you're like, we'll talk about it during recording. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it did, that did not go well. Yeah, I couldn't believe <laughs> I was not expecting much. It was awesome. I wish That's I'd seen amazing. it more than one time. It was really good. I think you would re- you would have really enjoyed it, too. 
How did Riley like it? She really liked it too. Did she? It, yeah, we got home and she was like, can I watch it on movie? On oh. video? And I was like, no, honey, I'm sorry. Why not? Um, because it was like eight o'clock at night. In the high. Where do you, where did you watch it? Oh, it's on Hulu? Well, the movie version, I liked the stage version a lot better. They changed a lot of stuff for the movie version. The movie version's pretty good. And the main guy is Anthony Ramos, uh, John Lawrence from Hamilton. He does the main yeah. part. And then there's a Chris Jackson cameo. So they're a film version of the Broadway musical. Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah, but they don't have that. Well, it says they do. They don't really have it. So how am I supposed to watch it? You can't, unless they do a local production of it. Which is, I'd never seen it before. I've seen like the movie, and I listened to the soundtrack because it's Lynn, so of course I'm going to listen to it. Oh. Sorry. Well, now I'm sad. I'm sorry. Do you want me to wrap it for you? No. Lights up on Washington Heights, up at the break of day, I wake up, but I got this little punk I gotta chase away. The great at the break of dawn, sing while I wipe down the awning. Hey y'all, good morning. Okay. I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated, exacerbated by the fact that my syntax y'all is Y'all just let it happen. Just, just let it happen. She'll get it out of her system, and she'll be fine in a few minutes. I won't. Okay. Okay. Anything Kay. else to share? So that's what I got. Hamilton in the Heights. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Shit's Creek. Once again. <laughs> Once again. I feel, like, I feel like we've gone back six months. <laughs> Do you know we've been doing this almost a year? I know. Isn't that crazy? And we've only missed one week. Yeah. So that was our case from May 3rd, 2010. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A Date With Murder and on Facebook at A Date With Pod. Bye. Okay. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Don't eat the microphone. <laughs> love you. Miss you. Bye. Your mouth is so huge. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Um, <laughs> it is. I just noticed when you opened it next to, because you were yawning next to the microphone, your mouth is giant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your mouth is so tiny <laughs> i won't think it's tiny i just i, I don't know it, your mouth looks especially large do it oh <laughs> <laughs> i can like fit this whole thing in there <laughs> <laughs> okay we gotta go now well, that's all jeremy all right love you miss why you bye I, why am i hyped up on your cold medicine hang on <laughs> You got a contact high from three hours away. <laughs> through FaceTime. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Okay. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hugs and kisses. And high fives and waves. Where's my mouse? There it is. Speaking of, so I was at work and I have a laptop, you know, for work and it's got like I bought a mouse for it and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, I was walking in and my hands were full. I put my mouse in my pocket. So I literally had a mouse in my pocket. <laughs> Is that a mouse in your pocket or are you happy to see me? No, it's a mouse. Oh, what a disappointment. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyways. Okay. Small mouse. <laughs> no, just small excitement. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> that the, you have a lot going on right now. <laughs> are you are you gonna explode? For chaps, it could happen. <laughs> oh no! Hold on, I got applesauce today that comes in pouches. <gasps>
Yeah, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> I said Ashley gets it sometimes. I meant Riley. <laughs> Thank you for confusing me with your daughter. I appreciate that. I mean, you understand why, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. But uh, dang. <laughs> this is a dumb question. Is there a penis doctor? Like, you know how like we have JJ doctors? I'm sure there are. But or do I don't... they just go to the normal doctor? Because that's because that means they don't have to pay forty dollars get their junk serviced, which sounded shady and it didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, my junk did not get service, but um, but she would just if anyone's curious, she would be willing to pay forty dollars for it to be serviced. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's forty dollars my copay to go see like my regular like you know doctor like for a checkup mm-hmm. or if I'm which sick is or a whatever. lot anyway when you pay right. every single week. What for insurance? <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So I go to the OBGYN today and it's 80 freaking dollars because he's considered a specialist. I'm sorry I was born with a vagina. My bad. <laughs> no, but really, we're very sorry we were born with a vagina. <laughs> I mean, yes, but like, come on, man. I, like, how is that considered a specialist? I don't know why, but it just hit me the wrong way. I was pissed. I mean, I wasn't mad at like the reception. I mean, like, I didn't say anything to her or whatever, like. That's good, because it's not her choice. No, not at all. I mean, I just paid it and went on about my business. But inside, I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? Maybe it's your vagina specifically (laughs) needs a specialist. Can you not do me like that? (laughs) I have references that are probably... (laughs) References. George Washington. Have you met the Thomas Jefferson character? or Well, he's supposed to be that way. They all have funny moments, but George Washington's supposed to be like the grumpy old dad who's like just yeah. wants to retire yeah. and they won't let him retire. Yeah. Like, that's all George Washington wants to do is just like go home and go to sleep. <laughs> take these damn, to take a nap. Take these damn wooden teeth out of my mouth because they're hurt. <laughs> and the wig. Don't forget the powdered wig. He didn't wear a powdered wig. He put powder in his hair. Uh, same. I mean, same. He was redhead. Dry shampoo. Okay. Anyway, is he really a redhead? Mm-hmm. But he would powder his hair. I just bless you with so many random facts. <laughs> All right then. All right, you guys. So that was our case from April. What? No, it wasn't. All right, you guys. So that was our case from. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it wasn't. All right. <laughs>